Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk, Happy Hour Radio, sponsored by Woodenville Wine Country. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KBI. Well, hello, hello. It's Happy Hour here in Seattle and Pacific Northwest, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I'm your host, Christopher Chan, advanced sommelier, your master mixologist, commodore of cocktails, and your harvest intern. I'm making some wine this harvest, and so excited to be talking about wine, spirits, cocktails, chocolate, mushrooms, and more. We've had some great guests over the last few weeks, and I'm excited about this week's guests, including Miss Alicia Gellis, the brand manager for uh, the Preset family of wine. And today we are talking about Waterbrook wine. And I'm excited about Waterbrook because it's the 30th anniversary. And if there's something I do like, it's a 30 year old. <laughs> so, <laughs> Alicia Gellis, welcome to Happy Hour. Thank you, Christopher. Um, happy birthday, Waterbrook Winery. Started in 1984. In fact, uh, it's my 30th reunion coming up. In fact, uh, well, actually, yeah. <laughs> trying to remember. It's all a blur. Uh, that uh, diploma. Um, but Waterbrook Winery was founded in Walla Walla. Like winery number what? Number four. Number four. So there was uh, Leonetti, uh, Woodward Canyon, Lake Cole, and Waterbrook. That's exactly right. Woohoo! That's what that uh, advanced sommelier degree will do for you. Keep you remembering who's uh, in charge over in Walla Walla. Well, um, 30 years is a long time, and especially in the world of Washington wine, because being winery number four, now there's what? 84, 104 wineries over there? Something like that. Yeah, I know. They're popping up all the time. People are heading over there, making wine and artifacts, calling themselves winemakers. Oh, boy. Next thing you know, they'll be cutting out the label like a rosé and, you know, pushing pink. <laughs> it's that easy for everybody. Well, uh, I like Waterbrook. Obviously, I um, want to thank them for being a sponsor, a partner here on Happy Hour Radio. And it's great to to get back and, and touch base with uh, some of the wineries that get overlooked. There's lots of new people out there, and, and I love new. But what we find is that uh, there's such a quality ratio here and quality price ratio when you have um, your bills paid for the most part that you can provide a great uh, quality product, a great quality wine at a very good price. So tell me about the the wines that Waterbrook makes, who's the winemaker is, and then we'll talk about price in a little bit. Well, um, I think Waterbrook actually started as a value brand. That was Eric Rendall, the original owners. That was his vision for the brand. And I think we've done a great job of keeping that true. Uh, so the current winemaker is John Freeman, who actually started as the assistant winemaker under Eric. And when Precept... Um, took over the brand. We kept John on, and he's been the uh, lead winemaker there for the last 10 years. 10 years. So uh, that's a decade, and that's pretty cool because uh, I would say half of the wineries in Washington State haven't been around 10 years. So it's like uh, Waterbrook had a a new rebirth because he started in 84, but um, really the advent of Washington wine happened about 10 years ago when The Spectator put us on the cover finally. After all these years, the world kind of knew who we were. And um, John Freeman came from California, which is which is pretty neat because uh, California obviously has a long winemaking tradition, and uh, but also a special texture of their wine. There's a winemaking style in California that's pretty pervasive, and not in a bad way, but they have a little different fruit profile. In Washington, obviously, with our cool nights and longer daylight hours, we have uh, what we like to call more structure. 
Some people say that's more rusticity, but uh, in the hands of quality winemakers like John Freeman, he's able to put a little California polish on some of our grapes. And he loves to just show the grapes as what Washington can grow. And um, I think just allow the fruit to come forward and, and do its thing and really show off the best of Washington. Do your thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Waterbrook's got this great new label. Um, you know, bow down to Washington. It's purple and gold. And, uh, well, we are the sister station of the new Como News Radio. That's the home of the Huskies. Uh, and I've got a little bit of Husky in my glass here. It's the Waterbrook 2010 Reserve Merlot. Tell me about this wine. So uh, this is actually something that we brought out to help promote our partnership with the University of Washington and Husky Athletic. Um, we're really proud to be a part of something so local and so pervasive, and the fan base is incredible. Um, and so we just kind of decided that we wanted to dedicate a little part of our portfolio to those Husky fans out there. Well, I see that it's just 500 cases made, and uh, I'm tasting a, a glass. Well, I have a glass of the 2010 Reserve Merlot. Um, what would this be priced at? This is a whopping $22 out there. Um, That's one of the things that Waterbrook, I think, does so well. We have plenty of 90-plus point wines, and the average price on those is about $22. Versus California, your 90-plus point wines are about $40. Uh, That's a big price difference. I can uh, buy some chips and salsa and enjoy my tailgate party uh, over at uh, Husky Stadium. And that new... Uh, the new regime. Um, so this wine, uh, Merlot, obviously much maligned, um, much celebrated back in the 80s and 90s, but after Sideways, the business went sideways. But Merlot, it's a beautiful wine, beautiful grape. Uh, it is the most planted grape in Bordeaux. Um, lots of uh, dark red, uh, a touch of blue and purple fruit, um, even a, a tinge of black, but really uh, this plum flavor that comes out in this wine. 2010, a cool vintage, so it's got great structure. Uh, the tannins here are, are relatively soft. Um, there, there's some structure here, but this is a great drinking wine. 22 bucks. You want this to be quaffable, um, but also have a good finish, and it has a nice long finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think John does a great job of making wines that you can pop open and drink uh, the day that you buy them, and you can also lay them down. And that's something that Waterbrook uh, has had a long history of doing. Some aging wine. I know that I tasted uh, an old, remember the uh, watercolor Waterbrook label, the blue one? Uh, I think I had a 1994 Merlot or 19, it was an 84, 87 or I think, mm-hmm. and it was still showing well. Obviously, like California, we've built our wines a little differently back in those earlier days. We took a little higher. Uh, well, a little less alcohol, a little less bricks. We weren't chasing Parker because he hadn't been invented yet. Um, and uh, this whole cycle is great. But uh, after 2010 and 2011 vintages in Washington, we recognize that uh, lower alcohol and a higher structure is good. And I think we'll look at these wines for a long time. This particular wine, the Waterbrook Reserve, the 2010 Merlot, in its beautiful purple and gold colors. Available everywhere, right? Um, 500 cases for this release. Who's got it? Is there a special uh, retailer? Predominantly QFC. These have it. So you can find it in a few uh, local grocery stores, but pretty much at your QFCs around the Seattle area. And uh, Waterbrook has its own estate vineyard? We do. 
Uh, it's in the Walla Walla AVA. It's actually a neighbor to the Spring Valley Vineyard. Um, and it is probably one of those, the most beautiful vineyards that I've seen. And I've seen a fair number of vineyards in my life. Uh, you have, and you have a little <laughs> bit of uh, legacy, a little bit of heritage, a little bit of vineyard in you. Um, obviously, your family is the, the founders of Clipson on Red Mountain. Does uh, Waterbrook use any Red Mountain fruit? Uh, they do a little bit, um, but not as much as they used to. I mean, I think it's really fun to be involved in the brand because my parents actually used to sell grapes to Eric when he first started the brand. And speaking of the Waterbrook brand, it's a big family. You have uh, how many different uh, uh, skews or different varieties of wine is Waterbrook producing? Oh, that is a great question. I would say um, probably upwards of 20. Because we have three tiers. We have our core tier. We have a melange, which is a, a red blend and a white blend that John actually makes first. Melange then, was one of the first ones in Washington <laughs> State. I remember back in 1992 or three, four. it came out. It was 10 bucks. a beautiful blend. It had a little bit of everything, but um, it was really well done and a value. Yeah, that's really where the brand started. Um, and then we developed the core and the reserve tier. So the reserve tier is what I'm enjoying right now, the 2010 reserve, 22 bucks. Um, and I, it's hard to say that reserve means anything, but it, it's okay because it's, it's a beautiful label and it's a delicious wine. So I would invite everyone to try this particular wine. But I understand you're doing more with the University of Washington. You have some sweepstakes. You have an opportunity to go uh, the purple and gold, crush the crimson and gray. Absolutely. Yeah, you can go online, sign up at uh, waterbrook.com slash apple cup flyaway, and you can win tickets for yourself and seven guests, and we will host you at a tailgate for apple cup um, and put you up in a house while you're over there. So a whole weekend of Husky football and watching the, the rivalry game. And this is in Pullman, of course, and uh, when you say put up in a house, not one of those old fraternity houses that's... <laughs> Sleeping on the couch is kind of thing, right? This is a first-rate deluxe accommodations. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you and your your best seven friends heading over. Do you have some good tickets? You're going to stick us in the student section and and get us pummeled with all those those uh, crazy cougs. No, we have great tickets, and we're going to fly you over to Pullman on Alaska Airlines, which is another partner of ours. Ah, uh, very good. In fact, I've enjoyed some uh, well, many a Waterbrook family of wine. The preset family. You've got the Radius. You got the Waterbrook. You've got Canoe Ridge, the Expedition series, and um, uh, most recently that Gruet. Can we see some Gruet sparkling wine? first class please yeah we'll absolutely work on that that'll be coming Maybe i'm Q2. serious i'm cute too well, i will be there because i fly alaska a lot and i'm always looking for something um you know the bubbles go right to your head when you're at thirty-seven thousand feet so <laughs> <laughs> that makes that flight uh even more enjoyable when you relax in first class yes that's me unhappy that's the way we fly um here at kvi for sure I have the pleasure of speaking with Alicia Gellis, the uh, brand manager for Waterbrook Winery and more over at Precept. And uh, I'm tasting the 2010 Waterbrook Reserve Merlot. It's part of the Husky, the, the Hail to the Husky Hallmark series. Um, 500 cases made, the beautiful purple label, and uh, you can find this for 22 bucks at QFC. So to win that trip, all you got to do is enter. 
That's exactly right. No purchase necessary. Go online, fill out a little bit of information about yourself, and uh, you're entered to win. Uh, no purchase necessary, huh? I bet you'll get some cougs even to try to apply. <laughs> I, th- I think so. They want to fly themselves from Seattle. It's a, it's a great deal, great opportunity. Yeah. I mean, it's something that we try to do every year. Well, I can tease. It is football season, so this is when the rivalry takes place. And I've got uh, lots of great friends in the winemaking business who are uh, Washington State grads. Um, and, uh, well, there's a bunch of Husky grads, too, making some good wine here. And did, uh, uh, is Rindell a Coug? Was Rindell a Husky? You know, I don't know, actually. Maybe he's a wildcat or something, <laughs> Central Washington. Uh, but either way, uh, what a great visionary he was to start Waterbrook Winery. Um, it's come a long ways, 30 years. Uh, if we want to check some information out online, we would go where? To waterbrook.com. Waterbrook.com. It's interesting because, you know, that's such a cool name, Waterbrook. Um, it's come a long ways. And you've got three tiers of wine, so something for every price budget. But if you want to spend more, just buy two. <laughs> if you want to spend 50 bucks on Waterbrook wine, you got to buy two bottles. I love that concept. <laughs> so you can fit every budget and every palette. Uh, good stuff. Uh, you know, I've enjoyed the Chardonnay, and I know that you guys participated in the uh, Gold Medal Experience. Um, and you're, uh, you've got some delicious wine. I look forward to, to having it at Husky Stadium. Um, one of these days, right? Absolutely. Can, we, can they serving in the fifth quarter there or up in the... the They're serving in the zone and in the in club the seats. Zone. Yep. All right. We got a boat bag. That's what's coming next, right? <laughs> yeah, just throw it over your shoulder and walk right in. <laughs> yeah, that, that used to work when we had, uh, you know, back in the day. Uh, in the old Husky Stadium, but um, Alicia Gellis with Waterbrook Winery. What a treat. Uh, the Waterbrook 2010 Reserve, available at QFC, $22. It's Merlot, and it's purple and gold. You can't miss it. Um, get it while it's hot, like the Huskies. Uh, thanks for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Anytime, Chris. Hey, coming up on the show, I've got some very special guests, but I want to talk to you uh, and invite you to join me at the Space Needle for the uh, the 2012 Sommelier of the Year. Jeffrey Dorgan is hosting Sky City Wine Academy. This is at the Space Needle. It's uh, spaceneedle.com backslash wine academy. If you want to learn about wine, you want to get some tasty bites, try some wine, get a great view, uh, attend uh, one of his four or five classes. I got the Harvest Crush the holiday wine list, and uh, a new wine, a new year, and, of course, the world of wine is their grand finale. Uh, it's 30 bucks a class or 100 bucks for all four. If you do the math, you're saving some dollars there. It's on the skyline level. It's spaceneedle.com backslash wine academy. Hey, so stick around. Uh, I got some surprise guests coming up here on Happy Hour Radio, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Chris Gorman from Gorman Winery, and you are listening to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan on 570 KVI. Lars Larson has the real story. Weekdays, 6 to 9 p.m., only on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Talk Radio 570 KVI want to know weekends continue. Now, back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. Hey, and welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. Had a great time with Felicia Gellis of Waterbrook Winery, waterbrook.com. 
And don't forget, if you want to win a trip to the Apple Cup, go to waterbrook.com slash win Apple Cup. You and seven guests get a chance to round trip airfare, some tickets, and a big tailgate barbecue with uh, the bitch and grill and the man himself, Dave Minnick. So check it out, waterbrook.com slash win Apple Cup. And uh, if you want a, a winning, award winning night out on the town, uh, especially as it uh, turns to late September and uh, October, November, there's a place in the sky that's uh, really a fantastic restaurant. You might have forgotten about it, although we see it all the time. And, um, I suggest you visit it. It's uh, called the Space Needle, and it's got a great food. If you can stand going around uh, 360 degrees for a while, um, it's rather slow, but it's a good pace. And I've got here in studio Mr. Jeffrey Dorgan, the wine director for the Space Needle Sky City and the Wine Academy. Jeffrey Dorgan, welcome to Happy Hour. Thanks. Happy to be here. Yeah, so... Um, you know, I go way back. We've been some of the stalwarts in the industry here in Washington, and I know that you've worked at some great places, uh, Barking Frog and Sullivan's and now the Space Needle. Tell me how you got into wine. Well, it's a kind of an interesting story because I started waiting tables at the Space Needle 100 years ago, <laughs> and uh, or not quite 100, but close to it. Um, so I started waiting tables there, and I had a friend there that I worked with who was really, really into wine. And we would, this was back in the day that you could do stuff like this, we would go to the QFC down the street after work and, you know, search around and look at a bottle. And we'd sit in her car or my car and drink it out of paper cups and talk about it. And it was always fun. And so that's kind of how I really got into wine. I left the Space Mill in '01 and started my wine career. So... Went to I, Cascadia was oh. was one of the first ones. That's where I actually started as a wine director, and really, went, yep, yep. Before oh after Jake, after Jake, before Lindsay Thorson. Yeah, yeah. I was there from o two to o five. Some great company. Yeah, Cascadia. Carrie Shear, uh, Sear, Carrie yep. Sear. Yep, he's over at uh, the Four Seasons now. Yep. Yep. That's good stuff. Good pedigree. So Belltown has changed a lot since then, huh? Yeah. Tell me about it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so. um Wine from a paper cup. I guess it wasn't styrofoam because that would be a shot in sideways movie. Uh-huh. But uh, it's okay as long as the paper cup's clean. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> <laughs> you got to polish those paper cups. Dixie does a good job. And it's funny that no, you can't really do that those these days anymore. Um, but uh, apparently, you can smoke marijuana in your car. So. <laughs> but you can't drive afterwards. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Just keep it parked. I go in the garage. Uh, well, uh, speaking with Jeffrey Dorgan, the ex- um, wine director for the Space Needle City, and he started at Cascadia Winery, and then you moved on to Barking Frog in Woodville? Yes. Well, I, I had Smash between there. So oh, I yeah. opened Smash in 06. I should have you tell me what you've been <laughs> So I opened Smash in 06 with my business partner, Dana Hannon, and we were both from Cascadia, and we brought a, a, still one of the sous chefs from Cascadia as well, who was great, and I was there for a year, um, sold out my my portion to Dana. She's still running it. Um, went out to the Barking Frog in 07, and I was there from 07 to 2010. Uh, great place. Obviously, Chef Bobby Moore was out there, and you've got uh, Willow's Lodge uh, and the fertile grounds of Woodenville. They've been growing grapes there, or at least been growing tasting rooms, at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fun. We love Woodenville. Uh, it's nice and close, and uh, lots to do, and they got some good food going there as well. Uh, so, Barking Frog, um, is that when you found a passion for Washington wines, or did you find your passion for Washington wines at Cascadia? 
it started at Cascadia, uh-huh. but it but it certainly went. It was solidified at the Barking Frog. Uh, it was so interesting. It was great to have all the winemakers coming in. Like almost every night, we had a different winemaker, a different owner show up in the restaurant or the bar. I would always uh, sell a bottle of wine to that happened to be on the list that that winemaker happened to have made and i would have that winemaker go to the table and open the bottle of wine for the guests so it was great they loved it nice touch yeah nice touch and uh i you know there's an auction where i have a a night at willis lodge and dinner at barking frog so i'm looking forward to using that when it's nice and dark and we can enjoy the fireplace and some red wine so um You've seen the Washington wine industry grow here in Washington State, and as we look back to some of our our humble beginnings, uh, talking about 2001, and you said Cascadia was 2002? Yep. Yeah. So that was now 12 years ago. That's a long time. I mean, 2002 was a pretty good vintage, as was 01, and I mean, we think about it, do you have any of those wines? Do you have any in your cellar? No. (laughs) No? (laughs) I think the oldest thing I have in my cellar is a 05. And uh, when you uh, left to go open Sullivan's Steakhouse, which uh, was good to see because they took the old Two Union Square building, right? Yep. Um, yeah. Did you bring some of that Washington wine flair to Sullivan's? Were they able to, to get past their California snobbery? And, and It was a little bit of a challenge, but uh, I did. I did. I We had quite a few Washington uh, Reds by the glass, a couple of whites. I had uh, Kung Fu Girl by the glass and the Doyon AIX or X or whatever you want to call it, whatever who X. wants to call it. Uh, <laughs> I was pouring that by the glass. So it was good. It was a, a huge list, but we did try to feature Washington as much as possible. Yeah, people like that, especially we tend to get a lot of tourists, even though the local people know Washington wine, they still, uh, with those cruise ships coming in, and uh, speaking of tourists, I'm sure that you probably see a, a great amount of the world uh, revolving up that 605 feet, the Space Needle. Yes, more than one. <laughs> Many, many, many just finishing up the summer season, and it's been a crazy summer season. Well, the best summer ever in Seattle. Yep. I mean, 2013 yep. was wonderful, as was 2003. But 2013 was like, mm, okay, we kind of like weren't sure. But so this year, we were absolutely sure. It was like, bring it on. Yep. This is what I'm doing. Yep. So um, the Space Needle was known really for having a whole 100% Washington wine list, or is it Northwest? It's Northwest. I don't have a Washington Pinot Noir on the list currently. Um, Oregon Pinots, a couple Californians, but not too much, and a couple of Champagnes, so a couple of Italians, but I would say 95% Northwest. That's great, and uh, I think that's uh, a hallmark or a marquee destination, obviously, and the food you have at the Space Needle restaurant is uh, absolutely fantastic, and I, I took my sister there for a birthday a couple years ago, and we had a table of six, and it was really, really fun. Yep. And delicious. It is. Who's the chef up there? Uh, Jeff Maxfield. Jeff Maxfield. How long has he been there? He's been there much longer than me. Um, I think he's been there at least five years, at least, probably longer. And there's some old he, names. Didn't Dan Thiessen used to work oh, there? I actually worked with Dan Thiessen. I was I was a server when he was the executive yeah, chef. I remember yep, yep, that. Yep, yep. Well, he's doing well out in Walla Walla, uh, yep. you know, reinvigorating the culinary scene out there and, and uh, training some great young students and uh, enjoying the life. Uh, and so tell me some of the great wines that's your favorite wines on your list there at Space Needle. Oh, boy. Um, well, I just actually, talking about California, I just put on canvas back. 
Ah, I just canvas that. back. That yeah. is the Duckhorn. Uh, yeah, and that's Brian Rudine who works for Duckhorn Duckhorn Winery. They Duckhorn bought some property in Red Mountain. Yep. And uh, they actually sourced fruit from several other vineyards for the 2012, right? Yep, four different vineyards, and please don't ask me to name them. I know Ambassador's one. Hedges is two. Yeah. We could probably Quintessa, figure it out. Quintessa, I think. Quintessa and, 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 and I think Seal de Cheval. Seal de Cheval. Well, well, look there at you that, go. man. Well, this these years between our sommelier service, we can figure <laughs> it out. Well, that's pretty exciting because uh, uh, that's a, it's a reasonable priced wine. Was yep. that uh, ninety bucks, a hundred bucks? Yeah, like I've that? got on the list for eighty-eight. Yeah, eighty-eight bucks. Yep, How did yep, I know? Yeah, I'm gonna Fun and uh, 2012 is a great vintage in yep. Washington because you, we got uh, just sort of that average fruit. I don't want to say average fruit, but an average temperature. And uh, so after the cool long season of 2011, um, 12 gave us a little respite and produced uh, great. Great fruit, but it seems that Red Mountain uh, has uh, you know consistency yep. for the for the long haul. And that's why Clipson and Seal de Cheval have done so well. And I don't, I wouldn't know why uh, Shadow Saint Michel would build the lovely estate of Colsolari if they didn't yeah. believe in Red Mountain as well. Exactly, I think that's helped helped uh, Red Mountain sort of get a lot more on the map when once Colsolari opened back in '07. It's good to have that, uh, you know, was it 17 million gallon production behind you? Not that Coastal does that, but did have the company yeah. with that kind of foresight and marketing power and uh, also exposure around the country yeah. and the world. Yeah. You know, I'm in China and I see Shadow Saint Michel wines. It's like, yeah. wow, well, they make a lot of odds. So everyone's got a drink. Um, I'm speaking with Jeffrey Dorgan, the wine director for Space Needle and Sky City, and also the host of the upcoming Wine Academy, which uh, the first class is on Monday, and that is Harvest Crush. So I'm excited. When we come back from this break, I'd love to talk about uh, the Wine Academy, what inspired it, and uh, what we can look for more at Sky City and the Space Needle. And coming up on the show, or I should say coming up out there in the world, um, check out Northwest Chocolate Festival. That's October 3rd through the 5th. Next week, we have NorthwestChocolateFestival.com. Something like... What was it, 45 seminars a day, or was it more than that? Um, Brian Cisneros was there. Tickets are only 25 bucks. He's the founder. And again, Crush in Woodenville. If you want to see real grapes made by real winemakers into real wine, check out WoodenvilleWineCountry.com. And Crush on October 11th, uh, last to do. Uh, so stick around here on Happy Hour Radio. We'll be right back with Jeffrey Dorgan, wine director with Space Needle Restaurant. Delightful balance of wine education and the Seattle skyline with bold notes of personalized instruction. Reserve your spot today to attend one or four events at the Space Needle with Sky City Wine Director Jeffrey Dorgan. Sip, savor, and learn about four wines of varying styles per event hosted at Skyline, the 100-foot level at the Space Needle. Linger after and enjoy your favorite with some tasty bites. Click spaceneedle.com slash wineacademy. Hi, this is Dennis Cakebread with Cakebread Sellers. You're listening to Happy Hour Radio on 570 KVI. The home of the great one. Mark Levin. Weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. Talk Radio 570 KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Time for another round of Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. 
Hey, welcome back to Happy Hour Radio here on 570 KVI. Don't forget we're here here every Saturdays, 11 a.m. to noon on the dial. And uh, if you miss one of our shows or want to check out who's coming up or who's been our fantastic guest in the past, check out our website, happyhourradio.net. So I've got Jeffrey Dorgan, the executive director of, well, the wine director, I should say, the executive wine director. <laughs> I'm giving you more titles, Jeffrey, of Space Needle, Sky City, Skyline, and the Wine Academy. So if you love wine and you want to learn more, Join the 2009 Sommelier of the Year, Jeffrey Dorgan at Sky City at the Needles Wine Academy. Each event features four wines and tasty bites. Attend Harvest Crush, Holiday Wine List, uh, the New Year New Wines in January, or a World of Wine uh, in March. And you can... uh, Join one class, 30 bucks, real simple. That includes wine and food. Or get a deal just in time for the holidays. Send someone to wine school. 100 bucks, inclusive for all four. And host it at the Skyline right there, 100 feet above everybody. So, Jeffrey Dorgan, tell me about the Wine Academy. What was your uh, inspiration to start this? Well, it wasn't my it wasn't my inspiration. It was the company's inspiration first. And we'll start with that. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's... Just educating the public um, from my end. I It's important to me, especially with what we do for a living. So many people are intimidated by wine. And it it's learning about it, learning the basics, learning easy stuff, and know, learning that it's not anything to be intimidated about. That's good. Pretty much. Well, you can get tickets at spaceneedle.com backslash wine academy, spaceneedle.com backslash wine academy for the, uh, the first event is actually Monday. So it's, uh, this coming this Monday, Harvest Crush, learn how wines are made from grapes to table. So, um, this will be a classroom style event. You're going to bring in some, I take it, some fresh grapes. Yep. Yep. Grapes. I want to do grapes. I want to do unfermented juice, fermented juice, and then, and then wine. So we can sort of go through the entire process. I think it'd be kind of fun. Still trying to get a winemaker. Um, kind of a little bit of a challenge this time of year to, to get a winemaker. But we'll we'll get somebody. By Monday, I'm sure you'll have it all <laughs> oh, figured yeah, out. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's cool about uh, actually tasting grapes, I think it's one of those aha moments, and I've said this before, that when people taste wine grapes, the first thing that you go like, oh, my God, it's sweet. Yep. <laughs> but well, that's it doesn't how taste you... like Merlot because Merlot's not sweet unless it's sometimes it's sweet or even Cabernet Sauvignon is not sweet. But when you taste the grape, you're thinking like, oh, it doesn't taste that way. Is that just me? No. No, it's everybody. Uh, looking ahead, you've got uh, this great idea of a holiday wine list. It's uh, make a list and taste it twice. That's cute. Find out which wine should go on your holiday wine list this year. Well, what's the plan for that? Oh, it's mainly talking about one of my favorite wine category, sparkling and champagne for the holidays and, you know, host gifts and that sort of thing. You know, just food fair, what's good for what goes well with turkey and what doesn't. You know, I've always heard Merlot makes turkey taste like metallic, so don't pair Merlot with turkey and those sort of things. Ah, well, maybe they got a little foil. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, And turkey is one of those, you know, when you think about Thanksgiving, um, Thanksgiving is a beautiful time to celebrate with the family and be thankful for our blessings and what we have and uh, friendship in the past year. Uh, But Thanksgiving, the meal itself is very interesting. You've got uh, mashed potatoes. You maybe have some corn. You've got some rice. you got some stuffing with apples and onion. Of course, you got turkey with gravy. So what would you pair? Some wines that maybe off your list of the Space Needle... What would, what would you think goes uh, is a pretty flexible wine for that? 
Well, if you want to do white, of course, I'm always a Riesling fan. Um, Eroica, I'm pouring by the glass currently. It's a needle. It's good. Nice and off-dry and delicious. It's going to go with most of those things. Um, for red, I would probably do a Pinot. Pinot Noir. Yeah, Pinot Noir. I'm an Oregon Pinot Noir guy. Cool. I hate to say it, but... Those are good suggestions. And uh, if you can't decide, I always say marry the two. Go with rosé. Yes. That's always a good choice. Yeah. Always. What about dessert? Is it pumpkin pie? I'm a big pecan pie, so I hope there's pecan pie all the time. But uh, typically it's pumpkin pie or apple pie because it's... What would you pair with those? Is it, Boy. I know. Is perhaps some sparkling, some Moscato? Yeah, yeah. Don't get me started on Moscato. <laughs> But pumpkin it's the, pie's it's, got it's the, a it's a white Zinfandel of the uh, of the new millennium. <laughs> yeah, but but you have to have it at the appropriate time. I'm not certainly having it as an aperitif, but I think having it with uh, you know pumpkin pie. You got that spice, that air, those aromatics, the nutmeg, and some some, some floral notes in the the muscat grape. I uh, think it would be perfect. Yeah, but. I'm not a Moscato fan. <laughs> okay, so you won't see any Moscato at the holiday wine list. No, probably uh, not. And that event's on uh, November 17th. That must be a Monday, if I recall correctly. Yes, yep. I think they're all on Mondays. Yeah, all on Mondays. So very good. So uh, speaking of uh, Mondays and, and New Days, the New Year wines, new, uh, excuse me, New Year, New Wines. You got pop the cork on New Year's and then learn which wines will actually make you healthier. Well, or at least happy hour in 2015. <laughs> I like that. Uh, January 26th. Tell me about that particular event. Talking about the health benefits of wine, um, mainly reds, I'm thinking. Um, we're coming up to, on the 26th, we'll be going into Valentine's Day as well, so kind of talking about that. Heart-healthy wines? Heart-healthy wines. <laughs> How to keep your heart nice and pink and, yes. and full and plush and not broken. Well, I had uh, Dr. Richard Baxter here a couple weeks ago uh, talking about uh, resveratrol and his book, Age Gets Better with Wine. So, uh, you know, reach out to Dr. Baxter. He would love to come and share some information with your guests, I'm sure, because he's a, a wine lover. Uh, so uh, that's New Year, New Wines, uh, How to Make You Healthier or Happier, right? Yep. And then um, a world of wine is give your taste buds a first-class ticket around the world and uh, tasting a host of wines in March. March 23rd is a world of wine for the Space Needle Wine Academy. What's on board for that? I, a lot of people don't understand the difference between Washington wines and wines from around the world. And I just think it would be it's a good idea to have varietals, similar varietals from different regions and just taste taste through them and figure out what the difference is and talk about them. I love it. So the Wine Academy at the Space Needle at spaceneedle.com backslash wine academy starting this Monday and then November, January, and March. It's four classes. Uh, it's a deal. It's only 100 bucks for all four, and that includes some tasty bites. And uh, I know uh, that uh, Space Needle does some tasty bites because I've enjoyed a lunch up there and some dinner up there. Um, and it's good to know that one of our most iconic places where our visitors from around the world come to Seattle enjoy um, that it's it's showing very well because we you know we would hate to say yeah don't go there but it's good to say go there at least I can always say that because I I love it yeah it's great and uh, when you you get the free elevator ride when you have lunch <laughs> or dinner don't forget that yeah <laughs> save well, you twenty one bucks <laughs> that's good well you know you got there's some high priced real estate there <laughs> yeah. Um, well, looking ahead, tell me what what Washington wines are exciting you, and and maybe who is somebody that we should keep an eye out on. Well, Brennan, of course, Brennan Layton. Um, I'm not sure if you've had him on your show. I think it would be great if you would. Uh, 
I love his stuff. I haven't tasted his new stuff yet, but uh, he's definitely a person that I that I uh, admire and like the wine he makes. Um, I love Virginie at Lullaby. Her wines are incredible. I have a couple of them on my list currently. Virginie Barogue, she uh, lives on the island across the pond here, the yeah, Sound, yeah, Elliott yeah, Bay. Yeah, yeah, love her stuff. Um, what else? Just, it's... Well, Brennan Layton's making some great wines. finally yeah, coming yeah. out with his own B. Layton yep. label. And, of course, he's making the Six Toast Chardonnays and Sauvignon Blanc with Charles Smith Wines. And uh, I've had a chance to try them twice now. One, uh, as they just bottled, uh, or they're going for the Mallow. Anyway, fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah. Putting a new spin on Chardonnay. And speaking of, I'm going to have Charles Smith on the show next week. So we'll get to chat with him personally. And that will be really fun. Well, Jeffrey Dorgan, the 2009 Sommelier of the Year and now the director of uh, the Space Needle Sky City Restaurant and uh, host of the Wine Academy at the Space Needle at spaceneedle.com. Thank you so much for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. Well, I should have asked Jeffrey what goes well with chocolate because we got the Northwest Chocolate Festival coming up October 3rd through the 5th. Uh, check out tickets, northwestchocolatefestival.com. That's uh, right around the corner. And, of course, uh, Jeffrey's hosting an event where you get to learn about Harvest Crush uh, on this Monday with the Wine Academy. And uh, if you can't make that one, check out the one in Woonville. Uh, Woonville Wine Country is hosting a little display of grapes and winemakers into wine uh, October 11th. So you can visit that website, woodenvillewinecountry.com. Now I want you everyone to stick around and come back from this break. We're going to have a live conversation with our friends down at Mary Hill Winery. And uh, this is part of our new segment, uh, Day in the Life at Mary Hill Wine. We're going to have a live chat. We're going to see what's happening there. It's all about harvest. So you can't talk enough about grapes and crushing and pressing and maceration, fermentation, white, red, pink, stained hands and all of that. Lots of fun. So we come back, we've got a day in the life at Mary Hill Winery. So stick around here on Happy Hour Radio. Delightful balance of wine, education, and the Seattle skyline with bold notes of personalized instruction. Reserve your spot today to attend one or four events at the Space Needle with Sky City Wine Director Jeffrey Dorgan. Sip, savor, and learn about four wines of varying styles per event hosted at Skyline, the 100-foot level at the Space Needle. Linger after and enjoy your favorite with some tasty bites. Click spaceneedle.com slash wineacademy. Hi, I'm David LeClaire with Seattle and Cork, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan on 570 KBI. He's live. He's here. Sean Hannity. Weekdays, noon to 3, only on Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle Somalia, Christopher Chan. Hey, and welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. You know, it's time for a little reality check, a little reality radio. And I've got uh, a special segment that will have 
uh, during the last segment of our shows called A Day in the Life of Mary Hill Winery. This is just like the world turns. This will be perhaps a little bit of uh, as the vine turns or as the ferment goes. Uh, and I'm pleasure to have uh, speaking with uh, Craig Luthold, the owner of Mary Hill Winery, the co-owner, the co-founder. Hey, Craig, welcome to Happy Hour. Thank you, Christopher. Really appreciate you having me on the show. Oh, so excited. So this is going to be really neat. We're going to have a chance to uh, to speak with you on a regular basis and to see what's actually happening at the winery. And of course, it is September and uh, the, the leaves have turned and uh, I'm sure you've got a lot of grapes coming in pretty soon, if not now. But let's set the stage. Let's talk about Mary Hill Winery. So you were founded, what, a, a decade ago? Uh, actually, 1999 um, was when we were founded, and we opened our doors to the public Memorial Day weekend of 2001. So we just celebrated our 13th anniversary a few months ago, and, well, it's been a fantastic ride. And uh, that first year, I mean, how many tons of fruit or uh, how many cases of wine were you producing in 2001? In 2001, we produced about 13,000 cases of wine. Okay, and uh, tell us where you are 13 years later. So uh, this year, with all the grapes that we have and all the vineyards that we source, will be uh, a little over 80,000 cases. So it's, <laughs> this is the ninth largest winery in Washington State. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, I'm sure our listeners will be very excited to spend a day uh, or to enjoy a day in the life of Mary Hill Winery. So um, 2001, you've been in the business a while. You've got 80,000 cases. And you have some other features down at Mary Hill because you are actually located in the town of Mary Hill. Yep, just up just up the hill on a bluff overlooking the Columbia River. Uh, Mary Hill is uh, the, the little town is where we got our name. And uh, so we're about 100 miles due east of Portland on the uh, bluffs overlooking the Columbia River across at the state of Oregon. All right, looking down at Oregon, huh? <laughs> exactly. Um, and you've got a, an amphitheater down there, so you've, you host some great uh, shows, some music shows, concerts. Yeah, we had Six and Foreigner uh, earlier this summer. Uh, we've had Bob Dylan, we've had B.B. King, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. We had Train and Counting Crows. Uh, we've been doing it for over a decade, and it's one of uh, the highlights of, of the summers at Mary Hill. Well, it sounds fantastic, and you're lucky to have all the artists come to you. And uh, I remember uh, you said something about a special wine you make for your touring guests. We do, actually. Uh, we take their uh, ad materials, and uh, we produce a label uh, specifically for each one of the bands that come through, and we produce a case of red and white wine, and we label it up, and we present it to them before the shows. Ah, so cool. And uh, I would love to try some of those those wines, that Foreigner wine, the Jukebox Hero. I mean, do you have a special name for them after one of their songs? You know, we're, we're pretty limited on what we can what we can call them. Uh, it kind of has to be the approved ad materials, and so typically <laughs> it will just have foreigner, and then whatever their ad materials are for the tour that we're on, that's what the label will feature. But every one of them is different because every band has different ad materials. The, the sticks and foreigner one, we did one for sticks and one for foreigner, and they looked really cool because they had really um, uh, dynamic ad materials. Ah, so fun. And I'm speaking with Craig Luthold, who is now the new 
reality radio star. Uh, he'll be our guest uh, on a day, or in a day, a day in the life of Mary Hill Winery. Craig Luthold, um, so we'll be spending uh, five minutes with you at the end of the following shows here in October, learning all about Mary Hill as we are today. And uh, next week we'll be talking about harvest and the vineyards and some of the the varieties of grapes that you'll be uh, pulling from. Um, so you make 80,000 cases. And how big is your staff down there? We have about uh, 25 full-time people, but in the summer we ramp up in the tasting room and have an additional uh, 10 uh, people working for us. And during harvest, we bring in about a dozen additional people. As a matter of fact, we have five interns this year, three from Italy and two from Argentina. So we bring in interns for harvest from all around the world. And so far, we have had people from seven different countries. Oh, that's amazing. And where in Italy? Is it northern Italy or southern Italy? Or You know, it's actually all over the country. I believe that we have two from Milan and one uh, from not far away from Bologna. Uh, fantastic. Well, uh, we, we'd love to hear some of their accents, maybe, <laughs> uh, on our new segment, A Day in the Life of Mary Hill Winery. So, Craig, I'll be looking forward to chatting with you next week, where we'll catch up and talk about harvest, talk about the vineyards, some of the varieties, and more. So, Craig, thanks for joining me. I'll chat with you next week. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Look forward to it. Thanks so much, Christopher. Thanks, Craig. So that is a segment that will please to feature a day in the life of Mary Hill Winery, uh, where we'll actually tune in and uh, call in, I should say, and uh, hear what's happening live at the, sh- at the winery. Very exciting. I wanted to thank my guests, Waterbrook, Alicia Gellis, and Jeffrey Dorgan uh, with the Space Needle. And uh, hey, I got a really cool show next week. Please tune in. Tell your friends. I've got the one and only Charles Smith. Charles Smith of K. Vintners will be having his own show right here on Happy Hour Radio. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week, 11 a.m. to noon on 570 KVI. And folks, don't forget, life's always better with a designated driver. Cheers. Cheers.